The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Tuesday, April. 27th edition. I am your host, Santino, and I am here with my good pal, Will. How you doing today, Will? What's going on, Santino? I'm doing great. Uh, you sound kind of down in the dumps, though. You all right, buddy? <laughs> I'm all right, man. Thank you for asking, though. Doing pretty, doing pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> good, good to hear. And we got ourselves a solid uh, six-game slate here, so I think this one should go pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a fun little lineup, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. <clears throat> um, yeah, and before we get started, I do want to give us our, our guys over at MyBookie a quick shout-out. Uh, simply the best sports book out there. Uh, and if you want to sign up, you can get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks by putting in the promo code HOOPBALL. Uh, they have a – at MyBookie, you can bet on pretty much any sports bet – that you want to make. Uh, they also have a fully fledged casino platform uh, with live dealers. Also, uh, it's it's awesome. All all aspects of my bookie are awesome. I've tried it all, uh, and yes, give it a try and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks by simply using the promo code Hoopball. Uh, but yes, we have a, a fun slate for you guys tonight. Uh, just six games. We have a quite a few back to backs in them. We have the Thunder. The Raptors, the Wolves, and the Mavs all on the back ends of back-to-backs. And the Celtics, Hornets, and Blazers on the front end of back-to-backs. Now, so that's seven teams of the 12 teams that are playing, if you're counting. And we will get to um, the lack of spreads and mostly injury report uh, because of that. But we only have two spreads for you tonight. But we do have a sizable injury report for the teams that aren't on the back ends. And without further ado, man, let's get right into this. Uh, The first game of the night on the docket is the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Boston Celtics. We do not have, oh, we do have a spread for that. Uh, It is, the Celtics are 13-point home favorites, and the over-under is 219.5. This is one of two games that we do have a spread for. On the injury report, we don't have anybody for the Thunder because they played um, tonight on, on Monday, but we do know Shai Shea is not playing. Uh, Tony Bradley, Josh Hall, and Lou Dort all sat sat out on Monday. I would say Bradley and Dort are back in, and then we're I don't know that they're going to be very tough to peg before we go into it because uh, we know that they they switch off who's in and who's out all the time. Uh, but the Celtics have Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker both out for this game, and Robert Williams is questionable. So a couple big guys. I will start with the Thunder man. And this one's going to be tough, but uh, what can you tell us uh, about what you're looking at for the Thunder? Right. Um, you have to consider Lou Dort. You have to wait and see, obviously, if he's going to play. But when he's been playing, he's been the most productive player on the team. You know, he's having some career-high games. Uh, OKC okay, so is just being safe with him. And, you know, they have no reason to play him every night because they're playing for the future. But um, he, he's probably the most guaranteed to me. But in his absence, uh, Darius Baisley has been playing 
uh, really well also. Um, so he's at 6,300. Um, if Dort is out, you can lock in Bays. Um, but you definitely don't want to play both of them. Uh, and you have to see if Dort does play. Does he have a minutes restriction? You never know. So those two guys are kind of interchangeable about waiting on the news to see who you're going to put in your lineup. The only other player I'm looking at possibly considering is Theo Mal- Teo Maladon. Um, he's been just pretty average for the most part. But like I said, if Dort is out, that leaves a lot of people out of the rotation. He's going to be the point guard, and he can get the production. His last game, he had 39 DraftKings points. So um, he has that capability. So just you just have to wait and see uh, who's going to be all in the lineup. But he's someone you can consider. Are you looking at anyone else on OKC? Yeah, and it's going to depend on what's going to be going on with the injury report. Uh, like you said, I, I think Dort does play because it he missed this game. Um, and then it, it's a little weird for me. I don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Maybe Isaiah Roby misses. I would like, and if Tony Bradley misses again, that makes me like Moses Brown, uh, who's been not the greatest lately, but... Uh, he saw 27 minutes on Monday and a nearly double-double. If he's going to have less competition again in that center spot uh, and play 28 to 32 minutes or so, 5200 is a rock-solid price tag, especially when you're looking at um, Robert Williams, questionable, might not play, and then it's just Tristan Thompson and no one else. Uh, so I like that. Uh, Baisley, not too bad. Pokemon, not too bad. I think they have some solid value here. But if they're fully healthy, I'm probably just going to stick to the guys in the front court, uh, Brown and Pokemon. Uh, but if people are missing, if if some people miss, then I don't mind going to look at Svi if he's going to start or something, or Kenrick Williams. But it's very hard to peg for me early on just because the, <laughs> the Thunder are in absolute tank mode. And uh, however they're feeling when they wake up, they're like, yep, yeah, this is who we're going to play today. Uh yeah, Lou Dort has his 57th injury of the season, even though he okay. plays every. He dropped 42 points and then missed the get next game with uh, some, some type of ailment. So it's, it's very weird how they do their injury reports. Yeah, I mean, when you consider Moses Brown, it's almost as if when he plays a lot of minutes, he's playing too good for them, and then they sit him down. So it's like you just never know with this team because they clearly are just playing for the draft. So it's a, it's a, you're playing with the. Big gambling, uh, what a, <laughs> my bookie type of situation when you're playing anybody on OKC. Yep. And uh, for the Celtics, I'll jump into them first. Uh, kind of weird that they have they have no Kemba, no Tatum. They are home, but they're 13.5-point uh, favorites or 13-point home favorites in this one without Tatum or Kemba. So that's very telling. Um, but with that said, I mean – if you think this stays competitive, which it probably should because there's no Tatum and Kemba, uh, Brown, Jalen Brown at 8,400 becomes the alpha and omega. Um, Marcus Smart gets a lot more shots up and whatnot. Tristan Thompson, possibly no Robert Williams again. Uh, I know there's Evan Fournier. He's going to get a few more shots. He only played 22 minutes and then 20 minutes. He's probably going to be stuck around there, but I, I think you – you have to give Jalen Brown a long, long, hard look there. Uh, Marcus Smart, another look. Peyton Pritchard, slight look. I mean, with Evan Fournier there, even though uh, there's no Kemba and Tatum, 
Evan Fournier is still going to take some of that ball handling duty that Prashard was taking in the earlier part of the season. So I'm not fully on board with him, but uh, the other guys I, I think get a monstrous boost as long as this game isn't the 13-point spread, which I don't think it will be with all these guys out. Yeah, I agree, and uh, you definitely called it on Jalen Brown. Um, 8,400, it's like a situation where Kawhi Leonard is out and Paul George just takes over and is the man. Jalen Brown should be in that same spot, and Marcus Marcus Smart is the next best offensively talented player uh, considering Tatum and Kemba are out. So those two are easily considerable for your lineup. And like you mentioned, uh, Peyton Pritchard at 3,700, that's a good value. But yes, Fournier could hurt him. But you know, as far as bringing the ball up, that should be Pritchard's, uh, you know, duties. Um, and uh, I think you might could consider Daddy. even looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you might could consider looking at. Don't laugh at me, but Jabari Parker. I mean, he should fill in the Jason Tatum role. He's going to play a similar position. So to replace that production, possibly. What do you think? Yeah, I was looking at Jabari Parker. I didn't say his name after Prashard, but I was looking at him. Uh, he might actually start in this one, and you're right. It, it, especially if he starts, he's probably going to be um, heavily owned here, and he's a, he's been a good per-minute guy. So I think you can give him a long, hard look too. I, I would like him especially more if he does draw the start because then you know that there's he's not going to be playing the high teens that he's been playing or low teens, I should say, uh, that he's been playing lately. But even still, with no Tatum there, uh, even if he doesn't get the start, he should get, he has to theoretically get minutes in the 20s, you'd think. But um, yeah, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on at 3300 at bargain bin price against this Thunder defense. And it's the first game of the night, so we'll know if he's in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, man. And jumping on over to the next game, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, as I mentioned before, the Oh, I, I said it before we went, or before I did any teams, but the Thunder are on the back end of a back-to-back, Celtics on the front end. Uh, the Hornets are on the front end of a back-to-back, uh, and I believe we do have a spread for this one. Weirdly, we only have two of six spreads, and they are both the first two games on the docket. Um, the Bucks are eight-and-a-half-point road favorites, and the total is 220. Uh, on the injury report for the Hornets, we have LaMelo Ball, Nate Darling, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk, all out. And the Bucks have yet to submit anything. Um, <clears throat> but we'll start with the Bucks, man, and I'll throw it over to you. Uh, how are you feeling about this Milwaukee team and, and the, this side of the ball? Well, I don't feel too great about their you know, total team, you know, DFS worthiness. Uh, a lot of teams you can look at four or five guys. For me, I'm only seeing two guys I'm worth considering, and that's, of course, Giannis. Antenna Kupo at 10,700. Uh, you know, he's just pretty much a lock to get 60 drafting points, and there should be no reason he doesn't do that again against Charlotte. Uh, and then Drew Holiday at 7,800. Uh, he, he, you just know he has that potential to get 40 to 50 drafting points at any given night. Um, it's You feel more safe when someone's injured or, you know, going to miss some time or they rest some players. But for the most part, he's taken over as the second uh, best player on this team. Uh, Chris Middleton, I never trust him to play him, but you know, especially at 7,700. Uh, but that's just me. I don't know if Santino feels the same way. So what do you think about Chris Middleton? 
Don't hate him, but uh, I'm probably not going to lean towards him uh, too much. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, yes, this is just an easy matchup for him. The, the Hornets, uh, the Bobcats, as you can attest to, they don't have <laughs> they don't have anybody that can guard in the front court really. Um, and and they might they, they like to play PJ Washington a lot at center. You could just put Giannis at center too. Uh, it's still a mismatch there. So ten seven, he's yeah. well worth paying up for. Uh, Drew Holiday also in a very good spot, like you mentioned. I don't mind Bobby Portis. I probably won't go there because he's near 6K. But uh, if I'm about to be at my last spot or two and I'm around 5'7 and I need a forward or center eligibility, I don't mind going there. If he falls into my lineup, I'm fine with it. Uh, but I'm not going to go out and seek him in there. Okay. But for That's the- a risky play, but you never know. <laughs> for for similar reasons of, of Giannis, there's just nobody in the front court. Uh, that's strong enough to to guard Bobby Portis there. Oh, that's just disrespectful, right there. <laughs> I mean, there isn't. If you know the if you know the name, throw him out there. Hey, we got Bismack Biombo. You know, I knew you were going to start with Bismack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start with Bismack Biombo. I don't think he he's too goofy. Uh, <laughs> but we'll slide on over to the the Hornet side. I was going to start with the home team, but it is your home team so we'll throw it over to you how are you feeling on on this side of the ball uh well you have to look at terry rosier at 7700 i mean he's just been the alpha and omega for this team and his price surprisingly has been going down uh you know three games ago 8400 then 8700 then 8200 when he was at 8200 he got 51 drafting points and now since then he's gone down 500 in cost at 7700 for tonight's game Against Milwaukee, yes, Milwaukee can be a good defensive team. They're the eighth-rated best uh, defensive team. But, you know, that, with that price decrease, that makes it enticing for me to play. Uh, it should be a good matchup, good duel, uh, you know, in, in Charlotte on that one. Um, Miles Bridges, uh, he's a little high for me at 7,500 still. He's been playing well, um, but – you don't have to put him in your lineup. You don't have to force that. You probably can get similar production for a little bit less. Uh, P.J. Washington, um, I never feel safe playing him, but he has been very productive the last two games. Uh, and, you know, as far as Milwaukee, if, if Giannis is going to be on him, that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, but if they try to put Brooke Lopez on him or something, I think he could be okay. Uh, and then you got to look at Devontae Graham at 6,200. If you don't want to spend up on Rozier, you could possibly get, you know, similar production uh, for fifteen hundred less, um, but I, I doubt he'll be able to come close to Rozier on this matchup. So Rozier is the only one I'm safe with, but you have three others you can consider. How you feeling about my Hornets? And honestly, the only one that I'm I really want to play, or not really want to play, that I gravitate towards most is Devontae Graham at sixty two hundred. Don't like the price tags on everybody else. I'm not that I'm not high on Rozier as you are. I know he's been playing really well. Uh, I just see him getting clamped by Drew Holiday, and I don't really like the outcome at 7,700. Uh, Miles Bridges has been playing really well too, 7,500. I think he's going to be teetering on the line of value, but I don't know if the upside is quite there for me to go there uh, when I know Drew Holiday on the other side was only 300 more. Uh, so I like him better than both of those guys. Don't really want to pay near 7K for P.J. Washington, who's also had a couple of good games. Um, he can hit threes and he gets hot, and that's where you can beat the the Bucks 
especially at the center position. Uh, but I, they might be playing small. Uh, he might get into foul trouble if he has to guard Giannis specifically a lot. So I'm not huge on that either. I just think Graham has a, a pretty solid um, price tag, and I don't think he's going to see as much Drew Holiday as Terry Rozier will. Uh, and, and I kind of like that. I also don't hate Jalen McDaniels, but I just wish he was slightly cheaper because his minutes are starting to creep down the last two games. And that's something that kind of worries me. Um, also, Cody Martin is a guy that I would desperate desperation play, but um, probably won't go there. I just want to name him because he has been playing a little bit better lately and he has, has been seeing some extra minutes. Do you think they'll put uh, DiVincenzo on uh, Devontae Graham possibly? Yeah, I, I, that's what I think they'll do is put DiVincenzo more on Graham and, and Drew Holiday more on Terry Rozier. Uh, that's what that's what I see. Maybe it doesn't start that way, but I see it for the majority that Holiday's probably going to check Rozier a lot. It just makes a lot of sense. It does, it does. So, yeah, that's, that's something to consider too because Drew Holiday is probably a top three defensive guard in the league, so... That's a good point. All right, man. Uh, let's go to the next one. We have the Portland Trailblazers at the Indiana Pacers. We do not have any spreads for any of these other games, uh, but we do have some injury reports. For the Pacers, we have Goga and Jeremy Lamb as questionable. Sabonis, Turner, Warren all out. For the Blazers, we just have Zach Collins out, uh, and the Blazers are on the front end of a back-to-back. That was probably the quickest we're going to get through of all these injury reports, and we had two of them, believe it or not. But we'll start with the the Blazer side of the ball, um, and we'll go back to I'll throw the away side to you, man, man. How are you feeling about this Blazers team against this uh, beat-up Pacers front court? Yeah, they have two amazing plays, like two you know, top five plays of the night possibly. Uh, with Damian Lillard at 9,100, um, you're used to seeing him. A lot higher than that. You know, at some points of the season, he was at 10,000. And it's because he's been working his way back from injury. But the last five games, he's been playing 37 minutes each game. Exactly 37 minutes. So when you have someone that talented who was making a case for MVP for his little injury, um, it's, it's no way that he should not be in consideration for your lineup because he can easily go for 50-plus. Um, you can look at Nurkic at 6,800. Uh, Nurkic is a guy you may overlook because he's been really playing pretty poorly lately, but his last two games, he's over 50 points at 59.8 and 53.8 drafting points. That's incredible production for someone at 6,800. Like we were talking about, um, TJ Washington is at 6,800 and that's a decent play, but Nurkic at 6,800, if he keeps playing like he did these last two games and he's playing 30 minutes a game. Uh, the last three, that should be a great play for you. Uh, and then you can look at Norman Powell at 6,300 um, because, you know, he's their third, you know, probably most important offensive weapon. Uh, but that's not a guarantee of a play. That's just someone you can consider, like you mentioned, Bobby Portis. Like, if you can get him in there, you can get him in there. If not, you don't have to force it. Anyone else you're looking at on Portland? Yeah, it's – it's tough because all the people that you're paying up for to, on, on this slate, they all can make a case to fall into a lineup. Uh, and Lillard, is we are getting him at one of the biggest discounts we've gotten him at all season. Uh, he was teetering in the mid-10s not too long ago. 
and now he's nearly nine. He's only ninety one hundred. Uh, he's played three games since that injury that you mentioned, and it, all three thirty seven minutes, and he's taken twenty three, twenty two, and twenty seven shots. Uh, double digit three point attempts in each of those games hasn't brought back value in any of the games so far, but it's only a matter of time, and this is a pretty good matchup, so I don't mind going there, and I'd rather pay the six hundred dollars for him than going down to McCollum, who's only who's eighty five, and it's teeter, it's closing in on the gap. Uh, Nurkic, I think that's a pretty good price tag. He was the same price tag as PJ Washington in the last game. This is a much better matchup. Um, you know, you there's no Sabonis. You know, there's no Turner. There might not be any Goga. Uh, we're getting a lot of Brissett. We're getting uh, Jakar Sampson, maybe <laughs> some McDermott at center. Like that's an awesome, awesome matchup for him. And Enos Cantor, even though he's playing as a backup at 5100, we know he's he's a permanent guy. So I don't mind going to either of those guys. Uh, and then I think you you called Powell. I, I think Powell's a solid play at 63. Uh, yeah, I probably won't be going to him a lot in my lineups, but. Uh, if I fall there and I need somebody in that range, as that's the money I have left as my last spot or something, don't mind it. But I'm probably leaning most towards the two big guys. And if I have room for Lillard, I don't mind it uh, as a pivot to some of these other guys. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, and I just totally am writing off CJ McCollum right now until if he ever gets back to his uh, pre-injury form that he was playing at an all-star level at the beginning of the season then maybe, but for right now, he's just overpriced for what he's giving you right now, even though he's, you know, great player and all, but can't consider him right now. Yep, and on the other side of the ball, um, <laughs> it's just a beat-up front court. Uh, Brogdon and Levert are doing the heavy lifting right now, and Brogdon's going to have a lot of uh, Damian Lillard, but to be honest, it, him being only $300 less than Lillard, he doesn't have the name value. Uh, his stats have been really good, but I'm just going to go with Lillard and, and hope Lillard hits a couple extra shots because Lillard's shooting from the field has been bad the last few games. As long as that, if that jumps up to even 40%, uh, 43%, he's going to bring back value, and I'd rather just take that chance on uh, him over Brogdon, even though Brogdon does have a good spot. Don't mind Lavert, but similar thing. I, I'd rather try and pay up for Lillard in this matchup if I can, and then try and attack the, the front court. Uh, if Goga plays at 4K, I want him in my lineup. He should play a good amount of minutes, uh, and he's just a good I, – I like him as a player. So if he, if he plays, I want him. If he doesn't play again, then we can jump – look back at Brissett again. I mean, this guy's going to get a ton of minutes if there's no Goga and, there, and there's nothing. He's going to start at uh, center. He's undersized, but – I mean, they don't have they don't have anybody else really. If if Go goes out again, they have Samson, who's who would be an option for me if you're really desperate for punt play. But I'd rather uh, if I had the money pay for Brissett. I mean, Samson also played 27 minutes in the last one, so he's going to play. Uh, McDermott is a decent punt play at three eight because he's going to have to play power forward, small forward. Sumner's a good option out of the front court guys. That's who I would pick the most, just because you're getting a discount of a starter regardless of who. Uh, if Goga or Lamb play, this guy's starting and he's playing over 30 minutes. Scored 20 points in both in the last two games, and he looks pretty good doing it. So uh, I like the value on this team, and that's where I'm going to stick to for the majority of my uh, Indiana Pacers exposure. Yeah, uh, you covered everyone I have written down. Um, 
I, I would consider playing Brogdon at 8,800 ever since the bonus has been out. Uh, his production has been up, uh, you know, to where he's having to do more for the team. So he's uh, definitely someone you can use. If you don't think, you know, Dame is going to, you know, do it, you know, you go with Brogdon. Or if you just so happen to not have those $300 to make up, you're not missing out too bad uh, with Brogdon. And uh, definitely, like you said, if uh, Goga is out, Brissett at 5000 Sumner at 4000 Doug at 3800 uh, You covered it. All right, man. Um, and then we have the next game. So these first three games were at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This next one, it is 7.30. The, la- the next one after this, 9, and then the last one, 9.30. So a little condensed there, but um, we got four within a half hour of each other. But this one is the Brooklyn Nets at the Toronto Raptors, and the Raptors are on the back end of a back-to-back. We do not have a spread, and we don't have an injury report for them. But we do have one for the Nets. We have Bruce Brown. Chris Chioza, Nicholas Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, Elise Johnson, all out. On the Raptors' side of the ball, we had, I'll say who they had out on the front end. It was Paul Watson, Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, Jalen Harris. Um, For the Raptors, back end of a back-to-back, we have, we can't be uh, safe that any of them play. Uh, Not, I shouldn't say any of them, uh, they, I mean, we can throw in CI. They won against Cleveland, so still in the hunt for that uh, 10 seed, but you can throw Siakam, Van Vliet, Lowry, OG, all four of those guys, along with Gary Trent Jr. maybe again, um, as I'm going to say questionable right now because we know at any moment they could say, yeah, we're just going to rest you guys. So that's something to keep an eye on, and hopefully we have that news before the first game locks. Um, but let's start with the net side of the ball, man, and I'll throw it over to you. How are you feeling with the net side? Uh, we saw KD make his return a couple games ago, and he looks good. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. Uh, he looks right? good. Uh, I think he's one of the best players of the night at 8,300. You know, his first game back, he had 53 DraftKings points. I mean, that's just incredible. And, I mean, it should be at worst around that range and potentially more. So, I mean, he's a steal of a play. Um, if you want to go with a more expensive guy at 9,500, obviously you have Kyrie. He should be a lock for 50-plus DraftKings points. So that's if you want to spend up 400 from Dame. If you don't trust Dame, you have Kyrie. But uh, he's definitely not uh, someone you have to put in your lineup because you have Dame and because you have Malcolm Brogdon and, you know, even Terry Rozier. So, uh the lock for the Nets, I think, is Kevin Durant. Um, you also can look at DeAndre Jordan at 4,300. Uh, as long as Claxton is out and, obviously, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge retired, uh, DeAndre Jordan is going to be safe to get you 25 to 35 DraftKings points because he's going to be out there getting boards and blocks for sure and putbacks. And then I think um, with Bruce Brown out, you have to look at Joe Harris. That should just be more production and shot attempts for him. And, you know, normally I try to stay away from Joe Harris because they have, you know, it's kind of interchangeable and he's the three-point specialist. But with Bruce Brown out and obviously James Harden is out, he should have a pretty safe floor in this game uh, and be a safe play for you. How you feel about the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, I, um, the big two are both in play for me. KD at 83 is a really good price tag. I don't know how many minutes they're going to throw him out here for. 
And depending on who's playing, or I should say not playing for the Raptors, would determine how much exposure I want to him and Kyrie. Because if the Raptors come in tomorrow with just a laundry list of an injury report and they take an early lead, I can imagine, I can't imagine that they're going to risk KD in meaningless minutes. So that's the only hesitation I have for now. And Kyrie probably would play a little bit more, but they'll probably take it easy on him too if, again, it's a laundry list of um, an injury report there. So those two are currently in play for me, but I do want to keep my options open <laughs> just just because we, we know that the Raptors can throw everybody on the injury report. Um, outside of that, I think I'm, I'm looking a little bit at uh, Landry Shamet. You mentioned DeAndre Jordan, he's a solid play. Blake Griffin's been playing pretty well. And Shamet, I think they're all somewhat in play for me at varying degrees. I think I would go uh, Blake, Jordan, and Shamet in that order. But 4-6 and 4-2, they're all solid value plays in a good matchup and might be even a better matchup depending on who's actually playing for the Raptors. Uh, but I would see, I would assume that if they are playing, they're they're going to be playing some good minutes. And if they aren't, uh, Shemet probably gets some extra minutes there uh, of the three. I just worry about Shamus' uh, minutes. His last three games have not been usable as far as DraftKings. You know, he's not going to put up much on the offense. And if he's out there, it's probably going to be for defense. But, you know, with Bruce Brown out, that does help. though. All right, man. And on the other side of the ball, we have the Raptors. Um, I'll jump in first. They are playing tonight, so we don't have an injury report. Don't know who's out. Uh, and just like the Thunder, this is a crapshoot, crap shot. Uh, I, I, it's crap shot. <laughs> Never yep. heard that before. <laughs> crap shoot, crap shot. However you want to say it. Uh, it's very tough to determine who to go to here when we're breaking this down the night before because. Uh, I don't even know who's going to be playing. But uh, Ken Birch and Freddie Gillespie are two guys that I would assume are playing. Those are the two guys I can assume are playing. Uh, and, <laughs> we, <laughs> and we know that the rap, um, the Nets front court can be got for a lot of fantasy points. So that's where I would initially target. And at 42, or 47 for Birch and 31 for Gillespie, I think they both make solid value plays at uh, the respective price tags, and Gillespie a value pump play. Matt, uh, Malachi Flynn at forty two hundred. He had a he played a lot of minutes tonight and looked really good. Uh, and then we know if one of Lowry or Van Vliet or possibly both sit this game out, Malachi Flynn should be in pretty much everybody's lineup at forty two hundred. Uh, if they both somehow play, then I'm not going to really go to him, but. Uh, that's very good value. And for the DFSI, we're hoping that those guys miss. But if everybody does happen to magically be healthy enough for this game, then <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um, I probably, of the of the guys, I, I think I like OG the best uh, at his deflated price tag compared to everybody else. He's been playing really well lately, and uh, this matchup kind of suits him. <clears throat> He's not going to see anybody his size really he should play a lot of uh, small forward and he'll have a lot of joe harris on him 
And I think he's just going to overpower Joe Harris uh, down low and, and grab a lot of rebounds, play a lot of solid defense, probably going to be playing a lot of defense on switching on to KD. Um, and I, I think 6700 is a solid price tag for him. Van Vliet and Lowry, even if they do play being on the second end of a back-to-back, it just scares me that all of that those top three guys are going to get in-game rest. I, I just it's just I have that inkling of if I play them and then they're only playing 27 minutes, I'm going to be furious. So I'm going to be treading super lightly on those guys. You are so skeptical. Gosh, Antina, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not right, wouldn't it be the first if we wake up tomorrow and they're all questionable. Uh, right. Very. It's, that's that's why I'm skeptical. Well, you know, for me, I look at the standings, and as long as you're in seventh through tenth place in the East, you have a shot at the playoffs uh, for the play-in game. The Raptors are one game behind the tenth spot, so they should not be resting players that are healthy. Um, if if they rest anyone, I think they would rest uh, Kyle Lowry because he did have a serious uh, situation going on. But uh, the other guys are younger, and they should be playing in this game. I think Siakam would be safe. At 8,600, he's going to be the leader offensively for the team for Van Fleet. Uh, Have a great matchup against Kyrie at 7,900. And like you said, OG is the best best priced player at 6,700. And his production has been amazing lately. So especially if Lowry is out, it should only be equal to that or better. Um, And like you said, Kim Birch is a pretty good price point at 4,700. But you know, if, I guess we will see if the Raptors are going for the playoffs or are they going for a lottery pick, depending on this lineup. So you still need to wait and see. It's it's pretty early game at 7.30, so you'll probably know some information uh, when you need to know it. But uh, the competitive side of me would think they would have to play at least three out of the four big guys on this team. But we'll see. We'll see. And, I mean, they have been wrestling them, even though they were – in the thick of the playoff hunt for yeah. the last couple of weeks. The Wizards have won like seven straight games, so I don't know if that's going to light a fire on them or not, but we'll see. Yeah, I think they won eight, and then they lost uh, tonight, actually. Mm. So we'll see if that changes things. Uh, they lost by three to the Spurs. <clears throat> but we'll jump on to this next game, and we have an hour and a half break in between that last game and this game, and this is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Houston Rockets. It starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do not have a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. Uh, the Wolves are on the front end of a back-to-back, so we don't have anybody for them. I can tell you who they did not play in a moment. Uh, but for the Rockets, we have DJ Augustine, Sterling Brown, Dante Exum, John Wall out for the season, David Mwaba, and Eric Gordon all out. The Timberwolves just had Malik Beasley not play on Monday. Uh, we'll start with the Wolves, man, and I'll throw it over to you. How are you feeling about this, uh, how do you say, battle for the worst record in the league? <laughs> right, battle for their getting experience for their G League players. Um, <laughs> uh, well, first I have to start off with Carl Anthony Towns at 10,000, and I have to say I will never – bet against Santino ever again in life because he smoked me on my last bet uh, about Carl Anthony Towns hitting value. And even though the two games since then, he did not hit value, and I would have won. But anyway, no one cares. But at 10000 that's a good discount for him because he was at 10600 400 500 Now he's at 10000 even. And uh, it's not like they're playing a great team, so it should be competitive. 
Uh, they're not going to get blown out against the Rockets. So I think he's uh, one of the better players of the night. You obviously have to look at uh, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. Uh, he easily can get you 50 points, uh, but he also can get you in the 30s. So he's not a safe play. But against a team like Houston, he should be pretty safe. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm looking at really is D'Angelo Russell, D-Loading. Uh, he just has that potential for me to go off. Uh, he's such an offensive talent. And, uh, you know, he's been getting in the 30s and 40s lately, and his minutes are up. Uh, they lifted his minutes restrictions. So uh, against Houston with no John Wall, it should be a pretty good game for him as well. So those are the three guys I think you can consider. Uh, what do you think for Minnesota? Yeah, and uh, Russell is someone we have to keep an eye on. He has played the last couple back-to-backs, but you never know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that said, yeah, I do like him at 6300 I think that's a solid price tag. And it's just a – I mean, everybody on this Wolves team is in a good matchup. Uh, now there's jo- no John Wall. You're in even a better matchup. So I'll just stay – I'm not even going to say a good matchup. Just know everybody on the Wolves going against anybody on the Rockets is a good matchup, unless Avery Bradley's out there. But I don't expect him to play more than 20 minutes. Cat, uh, yes, very much like him. He's averaging 61 fantasy points in the two matchups against these Rockets uh, on averages of 28, 15, and 6. Hey, um, but they have Kelly Olenek now. You're not scared of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very scared of Kelly O. Kelly o. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. I think Cat at 10K. And th- this is the tough thing that uh, everybody's going to have to go like. The the big guys they're they're all in pretty solid like uh, roles here. Um, we just talked about Lillard, Irving. <clears throat> we taught we briefly touched on Giannis. There's going to be Curry and Luca coming up in this next game. Um, Towns is one of my favorite. At, at 10k, you get him at a slight discount to the the big three. Uh, you pay up a little bit more than other guys, but. I mean, this is a matchup that he can easily bring back 60 points again for the third time. There's just no one on Houston. Uh, Christian Wood's good, but, I mean, you mentioned Kelly O. There's nothing that could stop him from getting at least 50, so I think value is safe bet. Uh, Maybe he doesn't have the 70-point upside, but 60, I can see 60 again, and I really like that. Don't mind Anthony Edwards, but if I'm going, if I have Towns and Russell in my lineup, I, I don't want a third. Uh, expensive guy on the the Wolves. I know they can pretty much beat up on Houston if they want, but uh, I would lean towards Towns and Russell 1-2. Russell taking that $1,200 discount. That's a lot, Uh, so I'd like that. And cool thing is the last time that the Wolves played a back-to-back, which was um, earlier earlier last week, about less than a week ago, he upped his minutes from 25 to 29, so he played more minutes on the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I, Nas Reed is a guy that I don't mind taking a shot at just because he should be playing a decent amount of minutes, hopefully, uh, and he's a good per-minute guy. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. I think we do have other guys that are safer, but if you want to take a GPP shot and try and separate yourself from a lot of the field, I think Nas Reed is a guy that you can do that with. I guess you could say the same for Jaden McDaniels, but it's just not been great for him lately. Yep. Um, and now we'll jump on over to the Rockets side of the ball. 
And I'm looking, uh, Christian Wood, another guy, 8K, that's not a bad price tag, and he has averaged nearly 40 DraftKings points uh, while he only played one game against the Wolves, but uh, he ever he had almost 40 DraftKings points. I think he can do a repeat performance, uh, but knowing that there's KD and if the Raptors are healthy, I'd rather just pay $300 extra for KD. So that's why I'm not fully on board with going Christian Wood. Um, Kelly Olynyk, you mentioned him, not fully on board going there, even though he's been playing pretty good. I the guy that I think myself and everybody really likes on this team the most is Kevin Porter Jr. Now that there is no John Wall, uh, we have Kevin Porter Jr. starting at point guard. When he's starting at point guard, his numbers are a lot better when he's running the offense. And we have a decent price tag at sixty five hundred. I think we can just throw in there and very uh, feel very comfortable about that. Um, there are some decent guys out here, but. Uh, I know I really liked DJ Wilson the other night, but now that Wood and Olenek are playing that we know of so far, I'm not going to really gravitate towards any of these other guys. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is the guy that I like, and maybe I'll take shots throughout the night if other people wind up on the injury report or the starting lineup changes. Um, But for now, I think Kevin Porter Jr. is the only guy I'm super comfortable with. Yeah, when you look at Christian Wood at 8,000, you can consider it. But um, when you look at someone like P.J. Washington, who we talked about earlier on the Hornets, their production will probably be similar. And P.J. is 1,200 less. So I wouldn't force Christian Wood in my lineup uh, if I didn't have to. Um, And he is coming off an ankle injury, too. So that makes it even more scary. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., like you said, 6,500, great play with John Wall out. We kind of skimmed through that. uh, But, yeah, John Wall was announced on Monday uh, that he's out for the rest of the season because he uh, injured his hamstring last game. So, I mean, that is kind of a big deal. It's not just a one-game thing. He's out for the rest of the season. So Kevin Porter Jr. has a huge uptick with that. I think you also uh, can look at Armani Brooks. Um, That will help him a lot also with John Wall being out for good. Now, uh, he's playing big minutes for this team, 43, 30, and 35 the last three games. Um, and he's putting up some well uh, all-around production for the team. Nothing that's uh, screaming like, oh, I have to give him a lineup. He's not hit 30 drafting points yet, but he was close last game with 27. So you can consider him. And, you know, J.C. Tate is at 6,100. He's just a solid play. You wish he was like 5,500. So you don't have to get him in your lineup, but, you know, he will get a boost too with John Wall out. So that's all I got for Houston. All right. I like that. And then the last game of the night is a good one. We have the Dallas Mavericks at the Golden State Warriors. Again, we do not have a spread. This game starts at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we have the um, <clears throat> the Mavs on the back, e- back end of a back-to-back. Uh, the Wolves, I don't know if I mentioned it. I might have alluded to it with when I was talking about Russell. But he they were also on the back end of a back-to-back. Um, we'll start with the oh the injury report my bad the warriors <laughs> did not <laughs> the warriors did not submit an injury report an unofficial injury report and the mavs did not either uh but i can tell you for the mavs that josh richardson chris Tapps, porzingis jj reddick tyrell terry all missed monday's game uh maxi kleba 
Luka Doncic, Dorian Finney-Smith, all came in the day as questionable, then upgraded to probable, then eventually played. But that's something to keep an eye on, uh, that Mm -hmm. all of those guys were out, especially if they came in questionable the day uh, on the front end of a back-to-back. They're certainly coming in questionable on the back end. Um, And for the Warriors, they have some people out. I know they didn't submit their official injury report, but James Wiseman's done for the year. Bazemore, Damian Lee are both in health protocols, will not be playing in this one. Um, Eric Pascal has missed the last some odd games, uh, but he was able to take uh, able to scrimmage on Sunday, so there is a potential chance he plays here, but I, I doubt that. But we'll start with the Mavs side, man. And what do you make of what you think that might happen on the injury report, and where are you leaning towards if and what and but and all these stupid possibilities that uh, we're unfortunately having to deal with this season. Yeah, I mean, that's just the story of the season, <laughs> uh, pretty much. But first, to start this off, I have a joke for you. Are you ready for it? Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Okay, who is DraftKings' favorite player? Is this a joke? I, uh, Come on, answer the question. Who is I don't know who. <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith, the Mitchell DFS. Ah, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, that, right? That was good. Now, now that you said it, it's, everyone's laughing. It at is, home. <laughs> it is kind of easy to point out. Was it terrible? Was it that? It's not an apartridge, but it's a little better. I like it. <laughs> but uh, speaking of him, he's a price at fifty three hundred. Uh, his last game, he had thirty four DraftKings points. He had twenty one seven two assists. Um, with Kleba probable in the game on Monday, it's possible he'll sit out the back to back. So that makes. Dorian Finney-Smith, a.k.a. DFS, you know, a great play <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I think you can look at Luka at 10900 super high price point. But if he plays, um, I can see it being a, a huge duel between him and Steph Curry. Um, I can see this being, you know, the game of the night and highlights of them going back and forth at it. So I think I rarely want to spend up for Luka, but against Steph, I think he will show out. So you can consider him in your lineup if you have the room to fit him in there. But you obviously don't have to force that, uh, like we mentioned with Dame at 9,100. And the only other guy I'm looking at is Dwight Powell. Um, His game on April 24th, he exploded for 25 points and nine boards. So I would keep an eye out on him and his minutes. Um, If if he's going to be starting, that's someone you can consider at that cheap of a price at 3,500. Who you got for the Mavs? Yeah, and I'm tentatively expecting Luca to sit this one out because he came in on Monday questionable, wound up playing. Um, they have five games this week, so I'm tentatively expecting him to sit this one out. Uh, but again, I have I, I'm I'm not usually right when we call these early, so I uh, could be dead off on this one. Um, <clears throat> I think Porzingis might play though. <laughs> and so? Por- again, that I don't. I don't know if he's really injured. It's I don't. I don't know because sometimes they they're, they quote rest people with and they put injury designation next to them and then all of a sudden they're fine. So I I don't really know sometimes what to make of these injury reports uh, unless they're when they're official then it's official. But I think Porzingis might play and if he does I think this is a solid matchup for him. There's not much 
height on the Warriors outside of Looney. And um, I don't think he's the greatest. He's pretty solid, but I don't think he's the greatest. Uh, Finney Smith, I would like him more if Porzingis does not play. I, I like him when he's oh, yeah, yeah when he when he slides down. I like him a lot better. Um, Kleba, if he's playing and there's no Porzingis, solid. But Kleba might not play. He was questionable for this one. He missed a, couple, a game uh, not too long ago. Um, <laughs> lot to lot to make on this team, and this is why it's kind of nerve. It's not the safest being the lit, the last game of the night. Uh, but I would expect Josh Richardson uh, to play in this one. I know he had a hamstring in quote hamstring injury. I don't know. I don't believe that. <laughs> I think it was just rest. <laughs> um, but yeah, if Luca plays, obviously I'm not going to knock Luca, and he has averaged uh, over. 50 some odd points in this matchup uh 55 to be exact or 57 uh, to be exact in the two matchups but i don't think i'm gonna have much exposure to him because we have so many options there he's and him being the highest i like the guys slightly under him um so i don't think i'm gonna go there but like you said if porzingis doesn't play i think dfs is a solid pick um pick here if porzingis does play i think he makes sense especially if lucas sits if lucas sits jalen brunson um, and then if Porzingis doesn't play either, uh, Maxi Kleba if he plays, but not really anybody else. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. If both Luca and Porzingis miss, then he and just Richardson. gets so much shots. But uh, unfortunately, I doubt we'll know all of this before the seven o'clock games, and that's half the slate right there. Yeah, I will say as far as resting, you know, uh, you know, Luca, Luca, and uh, I believe Mark Cuban complained about having the play-in game if you mm-hmm. are seventh seed or whatever. Right now, they're the sixth seed, uh, and they are one game above Portland at seventh. So that would be some incentive for them to not rest anyone if they are healthy. But we'll see. Yeah, I believe they're one and a half games above them. And then uh, they're currently in the towards the end of the second quarter right now against the Kings, so they could pop it up to two. Uh, the only thing about that is, though, the seven and eight seed, they only have to lose one game out of two. Uh, so I know in the playing game, it's seven versus eight. Whoever wins is a seven seed. Whoever loses plays is plays the winner of nine and ten seed. Uh, and then they'll ha- they they'll have the home game there as well. So. They'll have to lose twice if they drop to seven, but Portland's on a skid right now, so yeah, uh, we'll see exactly what happens there. <clears throat> see. <laughs> Let's jump on over to the Warriors. I'll jump on them first, and Curry, another guy over ten k. We have four of them, um, and um, he has averaged fifty seven points just like Luca in the two matchups against the Warriors. Uh, he's scorching uh, fire right now. He's like, he's on fire right now. Uh, he was the player of the month, so you can't really go wrong with him. Though I don't think I'm going to have a ton of exposure here because uh, I do like Giannis and Towns. Uh, so I don't know how much exposure I'll have here, but on the lineups where I really go value as my bigs, I'll have uh, one of these two guys in there. Uh, <clears throat> but outside of Curry, um, I think we can look at Juan Toscano Anderson at 3,900 uh, with no Bazemore, no Lee, no Pascal, no Wiseman. Uh, he's pretty much the backup small forward, power forward, center 
He's the only backup big. I know he's not. He's about 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six himself, but they don't have anybody else as the backup, uh, whether they start Oubre or not. Uh, I know Oubre has been coming off the bench as the quote-unquote backup power forward, but when you're playing 30-plus minutes, I don't really consider you the backup. Um, <laughs> that's just how it is there. Uh, he's pretty much the starter, but just coming off the bench. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think... It depends for me who who plays. I, I think Draymond's in a solid spot. Uh, Ubre's been playing well, but I think Toscano Anderson is my favorite play of these guys at that very cheap price. He's also seeing around thirty minutes the last couple day uh, games thirty one twenty five twenty six thirty one, um, and he's just not costing much, and he has a, a solid game to him where he's going to hit that uh, even on a floor game. He'll hit the twenty point marker. Yep, um, I, I love Steph at ten thousand three hundred. Um, when you consider him and Luca, that's a six hundred dollars saving. Uh, Looks at ten thousand nine hundred, and their production should be very similar. Um, so if you want to spend up at the point guard position, Steph would be the way to go. Um, if you you know can fit him in your lineup, because he's been on a tear. I mean, they asked him was he the MVP a couple of days ago, and he said I have to be. You know, so he's he's on that type of a tear. You can't go wrong with it. That's going to be a prime time game. Uh, Draymond, like you said, 7,400. Uh, he's pretty safe. Uh, he's the other game, uh, he had 19 assists and 12 boards. That's just incredible. He only <laughs> had two points, but you know, they don't need him for points. He's going to get assists and rebounds. And the last game, 13 assists, 14 rebounds. I mean, he's just doing the all around production that he loves to do the dirty work. Um, so that makes him a safe play. And like you said, Juan Toscano Anderson, 3,900. Great play. Uh, you know, when you have Wiggins and Oubre in the lineup, they kind of cancel each other out. Uh, if one of them wasn't there, I might feel okay playing the other. But otherwise, I don't think it's safe to look at either of them. You could always put either one in your lineup, but it's just not as a of a guarantee. And interestingly, uh, Green, Draymond and Oubre have uh, both averaging over 40 points in the two matchups against the Mavs. And you were talking about Draymond's assists. In two games against the Mavs, he's averaging 15 assists. Wow. So uh, this guy knows he's one of the best passing big men of all time, and that's not really an overstatement there. Yeah. But, man, we got through our six games, and before we uh, move further, let's throw our player tiers out there. We're there. We're closing in on the the time limit on our podcast that we self-institute, I guess. But let's throw our player tiers in there, and we'll start with the high-priced guys. Uh, anybody over 8K, who is your favorite play? I think you probably mentioned it, but who would be your favorite play? If you want to do one higher, one right at the marker, uh, however you want to do it, throw me your favorites. Well, I have uh, two guys that are not too high in this tier. Uh, Kevin Durant at 8,300. I think he can easily get you 50. And Jalen Brown with Jason Tatum out at 8,400. Okay, I said if you feet. want to throw one high, one low, you could You do said that. a couple. Go ahead. Who you got? Yeah, I guess if th- those are the two low-end guys that I like uh, for the reasons we mentioned. But if I'm going to pay up, uh, I like the two big guys as well, Giannis and Towns, and I'm leaning towards Towns. Uh, Towns has just dominated this matchup, and I can see that continuing. And knowing that there's Luka, Giannis, Curry, KD, Price Down, Lillard, 
I think Towns is going to go under the radar here, and I'm going to separate myself from a lot of the GPP pack. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's throw in, in the mid-tier and uh, throw me a name you like in the mid-tier, and, and you're probably going to throw 17, but do, <laughs> do what you will, I guess. I have two guys. You want me to just say one right now so I don't take your no, other you guy? Throw, throw, throw them both out there. <laughs> I got Nurkic at 6,800. We, we talked about his last two games were over at the 50 DraftKings uh, point level. And uh, I think you have to look at OG Ananobi at 6,700. Uh, extremely great values in both of those guys. All right, man. I like it. Um, and I was going to say, I, I like Nurk too. That's a guy that I was going to say. <clears throat> um, wait, who's the second guy? You said OG? Yep, yep. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Uh, I like Kevin Porter Jr. sticking in that same matchup, 6,500. We know there's John Wall is not walking through that uh, tunnel anymore. And 6,500 until it, that's probably going to jump up to mid 7Ks very shortly. Uh, and I will attack that while I can in a very good matchup. <clears throat> and uh, that's where I'm, I'll stick to just one there. And I like, I just like that matchup. Um, and right. now you, you go first on the lower tier guys. Let's let's hear under four K or under forty five hundred. What do you got? Yeah, and um, caveat: it's going to be dependent on the injury report. But Malachi Flynn, um, um, assuming one of Lowry or Van Vliet or possibly both miss, and Malachi Flynn at forty two hundred is just a great play to me. <clears throat> also. I mean, a couple of these guys are injury report, but that would be the top guy I'm looking at, assuming that uh, one of the guards in front of him are gone. Well, if both guards play, do you have a backup person? If both guards play, then I'm hoping that Goga is ready to Goga in the lineup uh, (laughs) because I like him. And if he's not, Edmund Sumner at 4K is been playing pretty well lately. Uh, him and JTA, they're all 4K and 3.9. Those are two guys that I can feel comfortable with now. But I would rather play Goga and Flynn if circumstances allow me to. Yeah, it's a good call on Sumner. I like him a lot too. Um, my two guys, I would have to go with Armani Brooks for Houston at 4,300 uh, with Wall out. I think he will still you know, continue to get big minutes for them. And, you know, he's a young guy, so they have no reason not to play him. And the other guy you would have to consider is Jabari Parker at 3,300 with Jason Tatum out just for that potential that he could get more minutes and more production. He's fitting in pretty well with the team. He just immediately overtook uh, semi uh spot pretty much. So you can consider Jabari. All right, man. I like it. Um, and – that's it for our epi- another episode of DFS today. If you guys want to give us a rate review, tell us what you like, what you don't like. I will try and incorporate it, or we'll try and get rid of it. Uh, and if you want to give my man Will a follow on Twitter, his Twitter handle is at WilliamIsBill, and mine is at Santino Cocone. Uh, pretty self-explanatory for both of them. But, Will, before we head on out of here tonight, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners? I got nothing for you. <laughs> all right. I got nothing. Uh, he had nothing for us all show, and he leaves us with... <laughs> oh, I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> all right. Right on cue, man. Right on Do brand, I should say. Do you have anything to send us out on? 
Uh, my thing was what, what your thing wasn't going to be. So I, I gave you the opportunity, and now I forgot it. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you had it all, and you blew it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it is Mike and Keith on for our Wednesday edition. Thank you, guys. And we are out. Peace. <laughs>